Welcome back to the Bad Pipes Podcast. It's your boy, Andrew. Andrew Young, sleepy guy. And your other boy, Scott Kelly. Big fella, Scott Kella. Not as sleepy. Well, guess what? What? We got some news today. Don't we always? Actually, you want some fun news? Sure. Okay, so today's Tuesday, May 30th, 20 and 23, the year of our Lord, 2023. Yeah. And, uh,. Sunday night. Okay. I got probably the worst food poisoning of my life. Goddamn. I got fucking annihilated. You see, I thought you were going to tell me you had another seizure. So I was worried. No. That that I'm less worried about. I, uh, it was like 8 o'clock and I just like couldn't get comfortable. And then like 9 o'clock and I'm like, ah, damn, I'm just going to go to bed. And like, Shelby thought I was mad at her or something. And I was just like, I just don't I just don't can't get comfortable you know uh, <laughs> it was gurgling it so was bubbling it was getting ready probably like an hour later she got in bed and I never fell asleep so then I got out of bed because I was like well maybe if I go like just watch TV for a while I'll get like tired enough that I can just fall asleep yeah um, that didn't really happen did it erupt an eruption. Yeah, so uh, it got to the point where I was like almost asleep. And then I was like, oh, I got a shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I got up, ran to the bathroom, uh, dropped, dropped trowel and uh, hop, popped a squat on the pot. And uh, before I could even get anything out of that end, the top <laughs> end was like my turn. <laughs> And luckily, I have like oh, an extra, man. like, just empty garbage can in the in the bathroom, <laughs> and so I like pulled it up real quick, and so I went into the uh, oh, eruption out of both ends at the same time. No, no, it wasn't at the same time. Oh, well. um, first, but the, I was prepared for that. First, the top end, then the bottom end. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Oh my god! You know what the worst part was? What I had had. This was like a rarity in our home. We had hot dogs for dinner that night. Uh-huh. So it was chunks of hot dogs. Oh, even worse. <laughs> oh, my God. It was like, and you know how when you're you're throwing up and you're throwing up for like, it feels like, yeah. it feels like 30 minutes, even though it's probably like, what, 20 seconds or so. Oh, yeah. Uh, and like your nose gets clogged up. And just, like, everything feels worse, and you're, like, I'm you're pretty like, sure. just, like, I can't like, breathe. Yeah, like, I can't I'm breathe. I'm going to suffocate. I'm pretty sure there's a chunk of hot dog in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that was kind of fucking miserable. The next day, uh-huh. I was, like, a 90-year-old man. I was, like, I can't move. <laughs> <laughs> Your body just exhausted. got beat the hell up. You're yeah. just inside. You're just, like, fucking... You're just yeah. getting punched on the inside. Well, dude, it was like every hour, like every hour for like six to eight hours straight, I would wake yeah. up and either like shit my brains out or vomit. Mm. And yeah. like it got to the point where like every time I finished throwing up, I would drink about like half a pint, a pint of water. Yeah. So that like 
after like the Keep third round of it, it's just water that's coming up at that point. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> but yeah, did, I, was... did, I don't think I've ever had like real bad food poisoning. But did I ever tell you about what we, what, <laughs> what was deemed the sausage water incident no. of twenty? It would have been twenty nineteen. 2019? Yeah. A pre-COVID story? It was me and me and my ex. Uh-huh. We're out at Olive Garden. And she used to talk shit about the Zupa Toscana. You know, it's the... It, it, she's like, yeah, it's just fucking sausage water. Because it is kind of like... It is kind of like watery, but, it, you know, it's got seasoning. It's got little the chunks of sausage or whatever. It's Tuscany soup. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, Olive Garden's is kind of like... It's a little watery. But I love that shit. I eat that shit up. So I got that. We we went out. We went to Olive Garden over here on, you know, in the hood. Yeah, the one up here. Yeah. Yeah. So we went there and, like, she was, she, like, wanted a full meal. But I think I'd eaten or something right before that. So I was, like, I, like, you got home late from work or whatever. So, like, I'm already kind of full. But I'm going to get the, the Zupa Toscana and, you know, enjoy myself. Yeah, just be a little soup guy. Just be a little soup guy, you know. So I did. I got it. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. We get our bill. We pay. Mm-hmm. We get in the car and we're driving. Mm-hmm. We're driving. And I go, oh, something's not right. <laughs> I can feel, like, just <laughs> all in my guts. I'm just like, nope. And, and... We're still, like, we're still in Daytona, and, like, we got to go to, like, Port Orange. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I I got to get home now. And I was, I was speeding. I was running red lights. I was speeding. We get home. I literally just have to, like, crash through the house, like, barreling through as fast as I can, literally get in the bathroom, Drop my pants, and it's just like it's one of those where like it's already coming as you're sitting on the seat. It like mm-hmm. hit some of it hits the seat. It's just like smeared on the back there, <laughs> and I'm in there for dude. I I swear I'm in there for like the an shame hour. Is, I, that literally happened to me too. Like I <laughs> hit the back of the toilet seat for one of them, dude. No, because you're just like you, you, you just barely make it in there, and it's just like it's just cut like. Because I was sleeping on the couch because I was trying oh, yeah. not to, like, disturb Shelby, too. Oh, yeah. So there was one where, like, I woke up, like, eyes wide and just start, like, sprinting to the bathroom. Well, well and the problem is, like, your body wants that relief. So, like, yeah. as soon as you drop your pants, your body's like, yes, it's time. It's time. So. Dude, but I was, like, sprinting oh, yeah. to the bathroom. I couldn't even make it. You know how small my bathroom is. I couldn't even make it to the toilet to throw up. <laughs> I hit the fucking shower. <laughs> and, like. <laughs> It was in the dark, too, so then I turned yeah. the light on, and it just looked like a scene from a fucking horror movie. Just, like, <laughs> chunks all down the wall oh, of no. the shower. <laughs> oh, man. And I was like, why did this happen to me? But, yeah, no, the, the urgency with, with which I was speeding, running red lights, and barreled through the house, it, it got deemed by my ex the, the sausage water incident of 2019. Yeah, well, she's kind of just a lifelong sausage water incident. It, yeah, so. you know what? I, I'll agree. Because, you know what? I had just eaten that. There's no way it was due to the Zupa Toscana. It was definitely something else I'd eaten. Yeah, she fucking no idea slipped what. some eye drops or something in there to make you know, sure you honestly, had a bad time. Wouldn't put it past her. <laughs> wouldn't put it past her. Yeah. So that was uh, that was really just to further um, this narrative of I am the modern day uh, 
Job. Are you familiar with Job from like the Bible? No. He just gets f- fucked up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just constant health problems? Uh, eh, Not necessarily health problems, but it's like all sorts of shit. It's like sure. his business fails. Uh, he gets a bad rash. Um, just like anything that can go wrong does go wrong for him. Then the whole time, you just, you know, I, th- <laughs> I think he stays, like, devoted or loyal to God. And so I really have no clue what the fucking theme of the book is. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a moment there, though, where I was, like, vomiting. And I was like, God, I don't pray very often anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you're going to listen to a dumbass like me, but please, man. <laughs> Help me out in here. (laughs) Oh, let's go to something less gross. Um, My A story. Not my ass story. We're done with that one. Charlie Cox, the Daredevil actor, revealed recently that he hasn't watched his episodes of She-Hulk after previously defending the show's portrayal of his character. (laughs) So... This I mean, is how I kind of feel about that. You kind of feel like every actor mm-hmm. is contractually obligated. I was gonna say he didn't want the he didn't want the Pinkertonson after him. We know <laughs> yeah. we know you know Hasbro did it. We wouldn't put it past Disney. But you know these people have to be like contractually obligated to say nice things about the stuff they're in. Yeah, but it is funny whenever that stuff like. Whenever the actors, oh, God, like slip up or whatever. And then like this kind of stuff comes out where it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't even watch the episodes I was in. And then there was yeah. another quote in the article, which I, I normally I write down where I get these articles from. I forgot to write this one down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a quote in it where he's talking about uh, there are certain scenes that you're filming where you're like, oh, yeah, the fans are going to love this. And then there's other ones, like, specifically, I think he brings up the walk of shame in She-Hulk, where he's like, this can go one of two ways, you know? Like, people will love it, or they'll fucking hate it. And I never watched She-Hulk. I never watched it either. I just watched the hordes and hordes of reviews on it. Um, but she she was a beloved Marvel character for, like, oh, yeah. a long time. And it wasn't like... A female character. It, it was did like just, it did just look kind of janky to me. The show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the, the CGI just, and all that. Bad. Like what, everything we did. Like it just. I saw like the trailers or like saw clips of it. And I'm just like, this just looks janky. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? I mean, that. What's her name? Alonzo CGI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Jeez. But yeah. Uh. Charlie Cox. She-Hulk was like a beloved character. Like a lot of dudes, you know, liked her. And then the end of the show, the villain for the season is the fans. Is that not fucking weird? Wait, like the actual villain? Yeah, like the villain of the show was like the audience, basically. Weird. It's a, it's a, Odd take to go for. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, I guess you would have said the villain was fanboys. So, like, not Ah. fangirls, 
but fanboys. Fanboys. Yeah. And I guess them feeling entitled to certain characters or something. Hmm. But back in the day, she was actually, uh, she was like the meta humor character for Marvel. So like before Deadpool blew up, uh, they were She-Hulk. Okay. Yeah. Was not aware of that. Yeah. A lot of huh. people aren't. Yeah. Well then. So then that brings me to my B story. Uh, essentially, all production for all Disney Plus shows has ceased due to the writer strike. Apparently, they all require uh, so many constant rewrites that, like, while shooting, they simply cannot be worked on currently. Makes sense. I could see that. Yeah. Like, needing, like, with production that big, constantly needing to make adjustments. For Disney Plus shows? Yeah. Have you... What Disney Plus shows have you watched that were big, big productions? I mean, I, I think it just in general, like Disney, whatever Disney does is like a big production or a big how to do, is it not? I don't feel like any Disney Plus show right now, with the exception of perhaps The Mandalorian, and not mm-hmm. this most recent season of it, has been of any higher production value than a classic Disney Channel TV show or a yeah. Disney Channel like Disney Channel movie. Oh, I, you know I didn't mean those? like I didn't I didn't mean as in like the quality was good. I mean I still feel like they're just like they just throw money at these things to do them. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like I think they are throwing money at them, but I don't yeah. know where the money's going. No, that that's I, I I don't think the amount of money that they're putting into these things. I don't think the quality's there to justify the amount of money they're putting into these. Yeah. But I would assume that, like, yeah, when you have anything Disney, they're going to try to make as big of a production as possible within reason, or I guess not within reason. So, like, I I would assume they would be constantly making adjustments and doing whatever. I don't know. Plus, like, when you're trying to tie in everything together in this, like, larger scale universe, you got to make sure pieces and things fit and you're not, I don't know, you're not, like, contradicting We'll come back to that point whenever we get to talking about The Force Awakens because Ah. that was something I was really thinking about today. Yeah. Um, All right, let's skip to the C story. MTG, Magic the (laughs) Gathering, uh, has more black Aragorn images out. Uh, So, no, they actually... um, Semicolon. It angered the internet again. Semicolon. To the point, Wizards of the Coast went on a pretty big uh, banning slash b- <laughs> blocking spree on yeah. Uh, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people got mad. Then you had a lot of people. You had a lot of other like <clears throat> larger celebrities and larger personalities within the the space being like all being pretty racist, which a lot of them are being pretty racist about it. Um, I first of all. I just hate this because I hate bringing another IP to Magic, especially because this is going to be a modern legal set. Yeah. Stupid. Um, I also think, because they've come right out and set, said it, like, I don't I don't personally have any issue with this depiction of Aragorn. I get it. But at the same time, they're pandering. They've said so themselves. They specifically did it f- for, like, trying to push inclusivity. In diversity. I don't see anything wrong with that. But at the same time, they are pandering in that like I mean you, you could have you could have changed so many characters, you only changed Aragorn. You didn't change a single other character. Yeah. 
if you're going to do it, do it. And then it's do it for everyone. interesting that I don't know what the card would be, but there's that piece of artwork where it's him wearing like the white tabard or white armor. And there's all the like white architecture behind him. Mm-hmm. And there's like a light blue sky. And you're like, all of this just sure. Whoa. All of this just serves to like emphasize the fact that he's black. And it just feels to me kind of like we said before, like I just feel like this is blatant fan baiting, right? Like this is just trying to stoke ire to try and bring it to a wider audience. Who's going to like buy it out of loyalty to the party message. Like, Oh, this will support black people. No, it won't. It's going to support the fucking white game designers who work at fucking Watsy. You're, you're supporting Hasbro, which yeah. is terrible. They send the Pinkertons after people. They literally support policing. <laughs> and we're saying that this is this is supporting... Uh, uh, that, that, again, that's my, my thing is, like, if you're going to do it, why don't you do it across the board? Why is he literally the only character you changed? I don't know. Uh, that artwork of Gandalf was a little sus. No, uh, here. Because they, they revealed a, a majority of the set today. Yeah. But I'm like, this... Is the Gandalf we're getting? Oh, okay, so so it's yeah. debatably a white guy. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, him, him, and and Saruman, we get. Well, it's it's kind of funny because typical. Aragorn yeah, is the described in the book as being like pale faced. Yes, yeah, that's what a lot of people have brought up. But yeah, there's the other Gandalf. He's old white guy with long beard. Kind of funny, Typical Gandalf, Gandalf the Grey is a red-blue card. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Saruman is actually Esper. He's white, blue, black. That makes sense. Um, no, I, I like that. I think that's good flavoring. There's Here's my thing. They revealed like the majority of the set today. They did a big announcement. It's pretty cool. Am I going to buy it? Fuck no, I'm not going to buy it. Because I hate that they're bringing another IP to Magic. So I don't support it. But it's pretty cool, some of the stuff they're doing. Yeah. They have some cool, like, full art cards that you can combine together to get, like, this larger art piece, which is, like, um, uh, the Battle of the the Fields of Pelennor. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool piece of artwork. Hmm. Got a lot of good, good shit going on there. That's interesting. That's kind of like the old, uh, or I guess not old, but um, what was it? It was, like, Madness at... Innistrad or whatever that those uh, were, yeah. You know, or you um, have the I don't even remember the two cars that would like meld together. Yeah. Um, another cool thing they did, so they have like the Nazgul. Um, they did nine different versions of the Nazgul. They're all the same, but they did like not like you have nine different art arts of them that you can open in the packs randomly. Like they're all the exact same. They're all a one two. Death Touch, uh, they get 1-1 one, one counters when the ring attempts you kind of thing. Hmm. And a deck can have up to nine cards named Nazgul. So kind of cool flavoring. Cool. So, yeah. And I, I do like I do like some of the art they're doing has a more classic fantasy feel, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, the set, like the cards that I've seen from that set, are really hit or miss. 
Yeah. Because, like, the card with... Do, um, do you know what's... First, you know what's going to be a big point of contention? What? They revealed the Balrog. Uh-huh. Doesn't have wings. Or shadows that appear as wings. He's just straight up. He's just a dude chilling on fire. I mean, that's pretty much what I think. Yeah. Tolkien probably. I just there, there's I know there's always been the argument between fans of like Peter Jackson's Balrog had kind of had these like wings, maybe not functional. Well, yeah. Maybe they were. No, they weren't really functional. Yeah, and the book says something like shadow furled like wings around him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I know people are always arguing about like does he actually have wings? Yeah. Or are they just shadows that look like wings? Um, and then, no, I think it's pretty cool. We're getting, um, they do the whole, like, universes within things. So they're doing a bunch of, like, reprints, but reskinning them as Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah. So, which is kind of cool because some of the, like, artifacts and stuff they're reskinning, it, I think they, they're pretty good flavor. Like, they match up with stuff. Hmm. So, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting looking set. I'm not going to buy it. I have money, my, I can spend my money on better things. Yeah, um, I was gonna bring up the, uh, the I think it's like Andoril. Um, the sword. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, how it has dwarven runes on it. Does it have, does it have dwarven runes on it? Yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna say that the sword design just was really uninspired, in my opinion. Um, it someone looks like said a classic fantasy sword. Someone said it looks like. Um, uh, what's the name of it? There's a sword in magic that it very much resembles. Mm-hmm. It was, was it? Yeah, I wrote here, there's just a, a silly looking goldenish brassy fantasy sword with glowing bluish runes. It just looks boring to me. Yeah. Um, Godsend. They're saying it resembles Godsend. Elspeth's sword. Would disagree. Um, I guess so. I I thought it because it, it only has like a hand and a half uh grip, and then the pommel was like a big bricky looking thing. It does look more dwarven than elven. Yeah. Which is funny that you said it has dwarven runes on it. It does, yeah. Glowing blue runes. Someone someone pointed that out, and they were like, "Yeah, why does it have?" Dwarven runes on it. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think even when it's reforged, it's reforged by elves. So yeah, very interesting. But yeah, my other thing is like we're getting so many. This is gonna fuck with like I'm sure the commander meta because you're getting so many legendary creatures in here. Because you have like every named character in Lord of the Rings is getting, like, a legendary creature card. Hmm. And some of them are getting three, four, maybe more, like, printings. Um, well, like Frodo. I, I, I don't know. I think we have four different Frodos. Not sure why we need that. It's a lot. I'm trying to think of, like... Because Frodo's not really a leader at all. No. 
Like he's the ring bearer. He goes through some shit for sure, but mm-hmm. um, they do have. I think it looks like one of the commander decks that they come out with um, is going to be. It looks like one of them is going to be white, black, green, and it has. Uh, it's going to be partner commanders of Frodo and Sam, mm. so it's Frodo. White, black, Sam, white, green. And they that says they have to partner. So interesting. Yeah. And then we'll have a Sauron commander deck. And I think an AON, an AON commander deck. So <clears throat> this kind of brings me to my third point for uh mm-hmm. for this little magic the gathering bit here. Um I kind of I find it a little frustrating that a lot of like legitimate complaints against the creative decisions being made kind of get swept under the uh, the racist rug. Yeah, you, you do tend to see that. Um, now, I mean, some people are being blatantly racist. I mean, there are some people that will do that. And then there yeah. are another group of people that will do that to be trolls. And then there yeah. will be another group of people that do that to false flag, you know? And, like, that's yeah. just the internet. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to get all that. But I never feel like those are a majority, right? Yeah, they're, they're, you will have a decent amount of, like, diehard fans. Now, granted, like, I think you have a, a large sect of people like me we're like, I don't want your Lord of the Rings cards. I don't yeah. want anything that's not, Matt, make your own fucking stories. Yeah. Make your own, like, again, I think we talked about this before, like, Teferi is one of my favorite characters. Or like I've been saying for a long time now, like, yeah. delve into, like, African mythology or something and make exactly. some, yeah. make a couple well, sets and, out of that. Yeah, it's like they've done Theros with Greek mythology. They've done, yeah. I mean, they did Amenket with Egyptian yeah. I'm like, yeah, you could definitely you can definitely and go further since that. the Egyptians apparently don't see themselves as black, go more south <laughs> to yeah. a black people in Africa and you know, uh look through their mythology and pull some stories out. Yeah. It's kinda like now you always um, do have to be careful because then you get people like that will yell about appropriating culture and I just I simply do not believe in cultural appropriation though. I mean, I mean, I think that there's like just disrespect of cultures. Like, if I fucking, I mean, blackface, right, would be a, a good example of that. Like, a misportrayal of an entire person, personage, people, I should say. Like, blatant disrespect. I think that's one thing. But then, like, taking aspects of someone's culture to bring to a wider audience like I yeah. don't know there's also the argument to be made uh, to play my own devil's advocate that like yeah a corporation just trying to capitalize on uh, the the little African myths that can't go anywhere without some help you know yeah no I but mean well, shouldn't those people mad about that be making the same arguments about the Theros stuff yeah well, I thought and that's what I thought I had heard something about like that was a reason they never did Kamigawa a second time until now, which I actually don't think it was that. I think it was actually just because it was a set that sold like absolute garbage. 
They just didn't yeah. make money off it. So they were just like, we're just never going to do this again. And then they did it again this past yeah. year, and they made a fuck ton of money off of it. Well, wasn't it something about they uh, they felt that some of the portrayals weren't... Something about, like, the, the portrayals or something. No, I'm... From the original set is what I'm um, talking about it, that you're bringing up. Yeah, I think. I thought that's what I thought I'd heard something about that, but I'm pretty sure it's it's a majority of just it just didn't sell well. The only thing I remember is there being like rat folk ninjas and me thinking that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think it was, I think it had something to do with the kami with like all of the spirits they used and. Um, oh, was that disrespectful to them or something? I don't know if it was disrespectful, because they, they brought Kami back in this one. I think they brought Kami back in this one. Well, this newest one was like a cyberpunk kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so pretty cool. Probably why it did so well. I just I just split a box with Michael the other day. Opened some. Got some good pulls. Mm. It was good. But yeah. No, I'm not going to buy Lord of the Rings. I'll use my money elsewhere. If I'm going to... Me neither. If I'm going to buy anything, it's going to be Commander Masters at $350 a box. Gonna skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's where the choose your own adventure comes in. Um, we can tangent off of this in two directions, right? The first one is uh, legitimate complaints against the creative decisions being made, getting slept, swept under a racist rug, and that can tangent us into Little Mermaid, or uh, it just Lord of the Rings can tangent us into uh, the Lord of the Rings sorry Lord of the Ring Golem let's let's go into the Little Mermaid so I've heard I've, I haven't heard a ton I've heard a little bit so what have you heard I've heard that it is bombing internationally mm-hmm. and people are trying to basically just like <laughs> They're basically just trying to be like international audiences are racist. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't. I think it's just a shit. I think you just did There's a shit some, live action adaptation. Uh, to be fair, I do think that it's a, a bad adaptation. On the other side of that, <laughs> in a couple different Asian countries, there uh-huh. was a concerted effort to whitewash her. Really? Yeah, they were taking like the trailers and stuff and replacing her with a white girl. Oh my god! <laughs> no, um, that in that doesn't Asian surprise countries, me. Countries though, it's not yeah. like they were using an Asian girl. They were like, yeah. no, make her white again. Yeah, that that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, it's just it's the absurdity of it, right? Because yeah. like, you th- you'd think that if. If it was like all oh, racist people, it'd be like, yeah, they they want to replace uh, whatever they see as this like inferior race with whatever their race is. Yeah. No, they went. No, she's a white person. <laughs> yeah. Um, looking at Rotten Tomatoes, it's got good scores. Click the scores. Uh oh. Which one? Which one am I clicking? Uh, audience, critics. Yeah, sure. Yeah, go click that ninety-five percent audience score. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, 
What's that O about? I, I'm just like the way you said it. I'm like. Is it coming up? It's not. Am I looking at verified audience, all audience? Yeah, look at all audience. All audience. I just feel like I can't trust these verified audience members. I only see I only see one one star review. That's weird. Only one one star review. Oh, there's a there's another half star review. Uh huh. I took my ten year old daughter to see this Sunday, and she was bored and wanted to leave about an hour in. It's super long, and she said she just wanted to go home and see the drawn one. Sad. I was hoping this would be good. Oh well. That that is funny though, because you do you know the difference in run times between the two? No. So the original. I believe it was 83 minutes. This one is, does it say it on there? I think it's two minutes. Two hours and 15 minutes. Two hours, 15 minutes. Nearly an hour extra runtime. Yeah, that's pretty wild. And everyone that I've heard has said that they don't add anything new. And the, the newer things that they do so much longer? are just like soulless. Um, just being slow and ineffective with dialogue and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so top critics, you able to look at top critics? Yeah. They marked it stinky. It's what? 45%. Um, I can't see a percentage, but yeah, there's a lot of stinkers in there. Yeah. So top critics marked it stinky. Audience also marked it stinky. But it shows a 95% audience score from the, quote, verified audience and a positive non-top critic score. Um, IMDb. That's so funny how they're just like, (laughs) we're going to go with all critics, but only the verified audience. Here's the thing. There's like 5,000 verified audience reviews, right? Yeah. There are 25,000 plus, uh, I guess, all audience reviews. Um, IMDB also has, uh, some goofy stuff going on with it. Um, the IMDB, I think is sitting kind of high seven out of 10, but then whenever you scroll down, it says has an unweighted mean score of 4.7. You're like on the IMDb website right now. Yeah. Can you do you see the the spread of the stars? How do I see this? Oh yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> That's wild. Fourteen K one star reviews. <laughs> and then only six point one ten star reviews. And then, and then it says, uh, because of unusual activity, uh, we're weighting this one differently. <laughs> yeah, it does say unusual activity. Uh, but yeah, so it has an unweighted mean score of 4.7. So if you take all those reviews into account, it has a 4.7, which is more in line with the, A, the, the critic review, the top critic reviews from mm-hmm. uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and the... Uh, unfucked with audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So, both of those are really interesting, I think. Um, 
But yeah, uh, I think over the weekend, the numbers I have here are that it pulled 117 million domestic, 68 million international for... Wait, is this is this only in theaters? Yeah. Oh. Why did I think... For some reason, I thought it went straight to Disney+. Plus. No. I was going to say, I, I was going to, I was going to watch it and, and, and actually give it a shot. But now I'm just like, I'm not going to spend money to go see that in the theaters. Yeah, I'm not spending money to go see this. Um, <clears throat> so it's pulled in, I think about 185 million worldwide. Uh-huh. Uh, it had a budget of about 250 million, okay. which means it really needs to make at least half a million dollars worldwide. Half a billion. Half a billion. Yeah. Yeah. Needs to pull in about half a billion dollars worldwide to uh, truly pay for itself. Huh. I just don't see it getting there. Because I think people are going to hear the same sorts of stuff. They're like, it's long, it's boring, it's uninspired. And I just don't think they're going to go see it. Yeah, that's uh, hearing how long it is. I'm like, I don't get why it has to be that long. It's the same thing I thought with Peter Pan and Wendy. Yeah. I was like, there's no need for this movie to be this long. Yeah. They're saying it is the fifth largest Memorial Day box office opening. One hundred, Yeah, $117.5 million. Yeah, that's not saying much, though. Oh, yeah. Because if you look at the history of Memorial Day box office openings, like the most successful is Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Maverick. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Uh, X-Men Last Stand. <laughs> Fast and the Furious 6. Um, yeah. Yeah, so what, like three or four stinkers? <laughs> Yeah. And then like Top Gun Maverick. 160.5. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, no. I I don't have I I think we talked about this. I don't have any desire to see any of the live action remakes. I just don't care. I think Give me a new story. Give me a new story. I would have cared more if they put an actress that I recognized in as Ariel. Like, I don't know who this Halle Berry girl is. Apparently, she sings well. Yeah. I th- wasn't, isn't she? Every review I've seen, though, says that she's wooden as far as her acting goes, which isn't yeah. what you want. I think I think she was like a Nickelodeon kid, maybe, with like her sister. Oh, no. That's not the right. Halle Berry. No, Halle Bailey. Haley, Halle, Haley. I'm pretty sure you Bailey. said Barry, and that's how I got it. Did I? Oh, I probably did. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, she's been in. She was in the Lion King remake, apparently. Oh, uh, the Lion King remake where no one's faces were in it? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'd recognize her from that. <laughs> Honestly, um, that would apparently be her strong suit, you know. Uh, her singing. Yeah, her singing and not having to do any, like, facial acting because 
apparently she's not good at it. Oh, I think they were just like, oh, yeah, her and her sister were just like singers from the get-go. So I think they like, she's like a singer turned actress. So I think it's more of like, it's not her forte. And yet they stuck her in the yeah. the leading role I'm, of a two hundred and fifty. I'm not going to say movie. much because I haven't seen her myself. And you also don't want to get called racist. Well, I don't think I would, just for saying like, I don't think that's her forte. If you don't support her and everything she does, you're a racist fuck. I mean, I'm sure some people will think that, but <laughs> I haven't seen her, so I'm not going to speak on her acting ability because I haven't seen her in literally anything. Yeah, me too. But. I guess once it comes out on Disney Plus, we can revisit this. Yeah. Probably in like two weeks at this rate. Yeah, they're pretty quick with that shit, too. Yeah. Well, we'll see. All right. Lord of the Rings Golem. Were you looking forward to this game coming out? No. Fuck no. Why do I want to play? Why do I I want to skulk around? Dude, that's exactly (laughs) what my thought process was. I was like. Because I'd heard some people be like, ooh, Lord of the Ring Golem. And I was, I just was like, why would I want to fucking play as Golem? Like, I've never wanted to play as Golem ever in anything. Me either. Stinky. Little skulky, little skulky stinky boy. Good God, man. Have you watched any gameplay? No, I, I've seen clips that it looks trash. It's horrible, man. It's terrible. Like... I know they had to put out, like, an apology. Oh, my God. And there was a typo in the apology. <laughs> they, ca- they called the game Lord of the Ring Golem. <laughs> <laughs> and then people stuck it through, like, a chat GPT detection filter stuff. And there's, like, 94% chance that it was written by AI. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> but then whenever you consider how many, like, apologies have had to be written in the past, you know three or four years for video games now. Yeah. You got to consider that they all probably sound about the same. Um, But just, I cannot believe that they type a Lord of the Ring golem. God. Yeah. Nope. I, I think I, I like had seen that and like, like just a collection of like the upcoming Lord of the Rings games because you know when when the fuck is the ring when the, the fucking Amazon series came out they were like yeah we're doing this other shit too we're doing these video games or whatever and I just like remember seeing like posters for these and I'm just like what the fuck are they making a golem game yeah. I'm gonna go skulk around and just say my precious all day <laughs> stroking a ring in my hand hold F to say my precious yeah um, no, like, so it looks like, do you remember those telltale games that were coming out for a while? Or yeah. It was like you just decision based. Yeah. You don't, you don't actually you know? like do a lot. You yeah. just make decisions. It looked like it was choose supposed your, choose your own to be something like ending. that. Uh, coupled with like platforming, like 3d platformer basically. Yeah. Which is like, Okay. No, the only one but I I'm care about. I'm telling you, man. Just the tech side of this. It looks so bad. So, so bad. And, like, everyone that I saw playing it was getting, like, frame stutters and 
all sorts of just nonsense. Yeah. The only one I've really cared about as far as Lord of the Rings game, game Lord of the Rings games go is the dwarf one that they're coming out with. That's like a multiplayer survival mining game. Oh, yeah. And you're supposed to be like reclaiming the mines of Moria or something. Yeah. If I remember right. And like, depending on how they do that, I love, I like me some survival games. It'd be kind of cool if it's like some resource gathering and building up and shit like that to do on a multiplayer level. Minecraft. I just don't think it's going to be good. Minecraft, Lord of the Rings. You know how many survival games are out there that are actually good compared to how many survival games that are out there that are bad? I'm assuming it's a bad ratio. Uh, It's not a great ratio, I'd say. Well, it's also like Minecraft came out how many years ago? A long time ago. <laughs> Fuck. What? Probably. I mean, no, probably like 2008, right? Like Alpha? I don't know. 2006? Let's look this shit up. It's just a long time, you know, to now be putting out a survival crafting, all that kind of game. No, OG release was 2011. Yeah, 1.0. Yeah. Oh, good point. That's why I said Alpha Alpha. when you said 07. (laughs) Because 2011 was when we were, it came out after we graduated, right? Because didn't 1.0 come out in like November? Okay, okay. Classic, which is pre-alpha. This is like the pre-alpha, 2009. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's the very beginning. And then alpha, beta were like 2010 to 2011. And then, yeah, towards the end, right at the end of 2011, 2011 was 1.0. Anyway, Golem. Artistically, just looks abysmal, man. Like, yeah. Oh, I've seen, I've seen the graphics. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> graphics look bad, but also like the art direction looks not great. The elves, like you can see what they were going for. Yeah. And it's, it's almost unique, but like, because it graphically is so bad and because like there's so many tech issues, it just looks not good. Yeah. And then, good lord, man, the dialogue. The dialogue I heard was, like, just cringy. Yeah. I I didn't have any desire to play it. Now I extra don't have any desire to play it. Yeah, nah. Big farts. So, all right. It's kind of disappointing. You ready to uh, move? You ready to have an awakening? You ready to, you ready to wake up? Oh, brother, there's been an awakening. <laughs> have you felt it? God, who said that? The Force Awakens. Uh, uh, who who did say that? Uh, there's been a wait. Was it Snoke? No, it wasn't Snoke. Was it? It was Han. It was Han Solo. No, it was. It was. It, it was Luke. It, it was Obi Wan. It was Luke. Doesn't say anything in this movie. Obi Wan says more in this movie than Luke does. <laughs> <laughs> that got real intense, real quick, right there. Because uh, who does say that? There's been Snoke an awakening. Does. 
Soak does, yeah. Right? Yeah. I was right. I heard it first. Okay. Yeah. I was right. Yeah. Snoke. I want to be honest with you. Yeah? This one kind of feels like Star Wars. Yeah. I've always said it's just a reskin New Hope. Yeah. That's why it feels like Star Wars, is because they were just like, a new hope, but with new people. But they also, they go out of their way to stick in so many, um, like, callbacks. Like, in the fight at the end, the lightsaber gets, like, pitched into the snow, and it's, like, in the snow, like it was for Luke in the in the cave on Hoth. Yeah. Uh, and they use the force to pull it out of the snow, you know. Like, it had a lot of promise, right? Mm-hmm. that just is never delivered on later in this trilogy. Um, so there's some implication that, like, this awakening idea, like, what what is that? What does that mean? Never gets explored, never gets explained. It's just the J.J. Abrams mystery box, right? Yeah. And if we, like, go too far into the, the J.J. Abramisms, Abramisms... <laughs> Uh, but like the whole mystery box thing, right? This film has a number of them that we never see again, you know? Like, there's that idea of like Chekhov's gun, right? Where if in the first act a gun is revealed, in the second act it must go off, right? Yeah. So there's like, you don't want me to bring the clones in, do you? And then like, Never hear about the clones for the for the rest of the trilogy. Yeah. Um, Ray picks up the lightsaber, has this whole vision or whatever, and then um, Maz comes running down the corridor and is like, "Ah, that was uh, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, and his father's before him." And then there's like the, well, why is it calling to you? You know, and it's like, well, there's one reason it would call to her because it's symbolic of the legacy of Skywalker, right? Yeah. It's symbolic of the Skywalker legacy, and so clearly she is Luke's daughter. Like, that's not... But she's not. Yeah, yeah, because someone someone read the script for episode two and went, well, episode... Let me do the math real quick. Eight. Yeah. Someone read the episode... <laughs> someone read the episode eight script and went... Um, no, that people expect that too much. That's my Ryan Johnson impression because he's just <laughs> a soft little guy. Soft little guy. He looks like if you if you squeezed his head, it'd pop like a cupcake. We, we live in an age of subverting expectations. Yeah, that's what for that's the worse. Yeah. Exactly what it is. Look at this dirty hobo guy in a boat. You know who he would never be? The Dark Lord. <laughs> God. Uh, okay. So visually, it feels like Star Wars. Uh, there's some like good, hard visual distinctions between good and evil, which I think is good. It goes. It kind of calls back to the earlier stuff. Yeah. Um. But I also feel like there's a lot of swing and a miss type uh, aspects of this. Um, Kylo's saber design, swing and a miss. 
I do not like it. No, I've never liked it. Um, I think it's stupid. What's the point? What's the point of the... It would make more sense if it just had a fucking cross guard. Yeah. Like, put a cross guard on it and have the two things kind of like jet off of it haphazardly. And that makes more sense so that he can actually get his hands up there and like ply with it, you know, like you would do with a sword and a cross guard. Yeah. But just having... It's it's the fucking equivalent of a mall ninja sword that has like two two daggers as a fucking cross guard. <laughs> like the whole point of a cross guard is that it protects your hands. I want to slice my hands up, dude. When he's fighting Finn, you can see that he's touching his own fucking wrist with it, and it's like you can't blame the actor because yeah. he's just doing all that he can to give the scene some like <laughs> depth. But, like, he's pushing the one side into Finn's shoulder, and you can see that the other side is in digging into his wrist. Huh. Oh, my God, dude. And, like, I, just me being a guy who likes playing with knives fucking pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, the stupid meta joke. Who's the girl? Who's that girl? Who's the girl? You're not funny. (laughs) (laughs) And then the answer we get next movie is so fucking disgustingly pompous, right? No one. You're nobody. Your parents sold you for drinking money. And then they have to fucking (laughs) rewrite that in the next movie. Uh, Oh my God, dude. It's just so like, here's the thing, right? Like a new hope on its own is good within the context of the trilogy it has more depth and more meaning yeah this movie sets up a lot of things kind of like a new hope does but because they're not delivered on later on they're just they are simply frustrating infuriating moments um Here's how mad I was whenever I wrote the the stupid meta joke, who's the girl? My very next point was, well, she can't be Luke Skywalker's daughter since since the symbol of the Skywalker legacy calls out to her. Um, I was clearly very angry about that. (laughs) Um, Also, that fucking lightsaber fell into a, a gas giant planet. How the fuck did you get it? Those things get hyper dense whenever you get to the bottom of them. Yeah. I'm telling you. Big farts. Original theory. The lightsaber and Luke's hand was retrieved. Ray is not Luke's daughter. She's Luke's clone. Because Honestly, they took that would make more sense. The the Empire wanted to create their own Luke. They took Luke's DNA from his hand, made a clone, and then stored the lightsaber away. Yeah. Or you could even say that she was on one of the ships that go down on Jakku and rather than giving her that story if she's waiting for her parents to come back just be like yeah I was raised on Jakku by this dude who died like 10 years ago yeah that's something simple like that you know cause every dude like every time in this movie that she's like I have to go back to Jakku you're like why? 
<laughs> Why are you trying to go back there so bad? Yeah, and then whenever you finally learn that the motivation for her wanting to get back to Jakku was in case her parents come back, is like, yeah, look, man, I think as a twenty-year-old individual, you would be like, my parents are never coming back. They don't love me, and my life sucks. <laughs> I'm like Luke left, and he never fucking looked back at Tatooine. No, well, his. Well, I mean. Adoptive parents also were burned on the front lawn, and yeah. he came home to that. That's fair. Um, God, what else, man? I I kind of poked around in the extras for this one because I was like, you know, I don't think, like, just through the years, I think I've received through osmosis a lot of the extras for, like, A New Hope and the prequels and the Empire and... Yeah. return and all that and I was like I don't think I've ever really delved into this so I watched uh, I don't know if I would call it an interview but it's like her and John Boyega talking about being on this one and like it really does feel like everyone who was on set was having a pretty good time and they were all pretty excited to be back like filming a Star Wars or if they're one of the new characters to be like in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, it just felt like it. Uh, actually, you know what? There was a, a pretty funny part where uh, John is talking about the, the dueling scenes with him, uh, with Finn and Kylo Ren and how, uh, what's his name that plays Kylo Ren? Uh, oh, Alan Driver. Adam Driver, yeah, they're like Adam Driver's like six six foot five, and John's like, yeah, a lot of times when you're dueling him, you're like legitimately dodging his saber swings because he's just like fully committed to like the action, you know? Yeah. And um, <laughs> I think he says so, like. And the moments whenever Finn finally gets, like, a tag in, it feels like a legitimate victory for him as well because he's he feels like he's, like, actually fighting um, huh. Adam Driver. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, yeah, it feels nice to feel like I'm holding my own with him. And then Daisy Ridley's like, oh, yeah, I could not hold my own with him. No way. I mean, Ray does, but I don't. No way. Because there is a moment where I was watching the fight between them, and I was like, she doesn't fight any differently than he does, right? Mm -hmm. So by sheer merit of his size, he should quickly overwhelm her just through, like, power, raw power. Yeah. Um, and uh, when does he get injured for that fight? I, I don't remember. Because you know how, like, he opens the fight up banging on his side and there's, like, blood on the ground? Oh, uh, yeah. When does that happen? I don't... I, I do not remember that happening at all. Is that from his... Does he crash? Doesn't he crash in a ship? Is that what it was? No. What, what, was, what was it from? I think it's implied that he, like cuts himself or something. Hmm. 
Get up. Because I, th like, it's just another one of those things that isn't explained, right? Yeah. Um, which is just frustrating whenever you get so many of those moments that aren't explained. Because you think it's going to be something that comes up later. Like, oh, what he's doing there is he's like, he's inflicting pain on himself so that he can uh, more uh, aggressively access the dark side. When um, he kills Han, Chewie fires his blaster and hits him in the side. Uh. So he gets well before their fight. Yeah. He gets shot in the side Yeah, with a blaster. And then he's, like, beating on it to cause himself pain to get him, I don't know, berserk, I guess. Yeah. I just feel like they could have done that better. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just fucking go full throttle. Have him rip his shirt off and then, like, stick his thumb in the wound. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, like, just the visual of him, like, beating on his side looks silly. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of weird. And if you're like me and apparently not paying attention, um, you're going to be sitting there going like, why is he hurt? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a fine movie. Again, my take. I have more gripes. Oh, that's fair. Most of these characters have frustrating character aspects, right? Yeah. Not not the kind of things that I call like, oh, that's a character flaw. Like that gives their character depth. It's just like an annoying thing about their character. Mm -hmm. uh, Ray and her Mary Sue complex, right? Like, don't touch me. Uh, I'm saving the day. Like she always saves the day. Uh, Finn being at an eleven for energy in every single scene. <laughs> Uh, Poe in the forced humor, like who speaks first? Do you speak first? Do I speak first? <laughs> you know, like it's fucking annoying. Yeah. Um, and then this was just another thing that annoyed me, but it was abuse of the alien or robot says something. The audience doesn't understand joke. I don't know why it annoyed me so much this watch through, but I was like, stop doing that. Cause like BB eight would like, people believe you and then someone would like say something quirky off of what he said yeah and you don't know what he said so it's just like oh he must have said this because they said that <laughs> and i hate it it's yeah. annoying yeah also domino gleason totally underutilized in this role like, a lot of these people are good actors, and they're just, like, totally underutilized. Like, Domino Gleason, he's a he's a good actor. Yeah. And then the only things he does in this one are, like, I'm a commanding officer, and I'm here, and I say some things, and now I walk away. And then he has, like, the Hitler speech. Yeah. all we got from him and also how close are these planets that you can see the explosions 
whenever this up fucking super death star blows them up. Oh yeah. I would have accepted like a beam across the sky. Yeah. But they're on the one planet and they see like six other explosions in the sky. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I was like, those planets are bigger than our moon in that scene. It's uh, They're in a system. They're in a system. Well, it says they blew up, they destroyed the Republic. Which would imply that they, what, popped Coruscant? Oh, I don't Maybe they moved. Maybe they moved the capital. Like every great empire. Or like every Center. great. Yeah, well. To quote the old Boba Fett books, if you ever want to go to Galactic Center, coordinates are just zero, zero, zero. And that's Coruscant. Yeah, nope, here it is. Nope, it was Hosnian Prime, seat of the New Republic, and four other planets in the Hosnian system that the Starkiller base destroyed. Did they ever tell us something like that in the movie? No, I don't remember that. And so I had to look it up. I'm like, I, I don't remember it ever being addressed that they moved the seat of the Republic. I feel like there's a lot of that kind of stuff in here as well, right? Like things that yeah. you're just kind of like, was that in the movie? And then knowing how they treat Finn's character later, I kind of wish he had died at the end of this one. Yeah. Also, for a dude who was just a stormtrooper, has fucking no remorse about just fucking gunning and gunning them down immediately. <laughs> rides down to the planet, shoots up some fucking natives, rides back up, pulls the fucking uh, spy, is like, hey man, we gotta get the fuck out of here. They hop in a fucking uh, TIE fighter, and then he immediately just starts blasting his own people. Yeah. Wild. That's a fast turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. Hmm. I just, I, like when you're watching it, you're like, ah, this isn't so bad. But then like, it's when you stop and when you're like talking about it afterwards that you're like, but why this? Why that? Why this? Why that? Oh, yeah. No, that was a big point, actually. The how and when they kill Han Solo. Like, his his death scene's fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, Luke should have been with them by the time... It feels like there was a rewrite at some point in this script. Mm-hmm. And, like, they were supposed to go get Luke halfway into the movie. And then the second half of the movie was going to be them going to blow up a Death Star. And then Luke not blowing it up and probably saying something quirky, like, never happens the same way twice. 
And then like uh, Finn blew blew it up instead, you know, or uh, Poe shot his load into the bunghole of the planet and it got it done, you know. For our audio listeners, me doing big shrug. Yeah. yeah. Like, doesn't that seem like it would make more sense? I don't know, I guess. Either way, it's just a new hope. It's just a, an old hope. An old hope rewrapped. Yeah. It was alright, but it launched the worst of the entire cinematic universe. The, the, it launched the worst of the movies. Yeah. Um, there's a dude on YouTube, Mahler, who, uh, I would call him a video essayist and, uh-huh. uh, cause most people have generally kind of agreed that the downfall of Star Wars, as far as the sequel trilogy goes, starts with The Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson and a lot of his decisions. Um, but there's also a fair number of people that are like, no, just from the beginning, it was rotten. Like the whole idea to just redo a new hope and like introduce more elements for them to play off of later wasn't enough. Like they should have just done a new movie, a different movie and like figured something else out, you know, gone some other direction with it rather than like just rehashing things we've seen and done before um something interesting of note that I just thought about here uh no dismemberment this movie uh yeah first Star Wars movie with no lightsaber dismemberment disappointing it's funny because Marvel for a long time, because Kevin Feige is purportedly a big Star Wars fan, they would have a dismemberment. Like, at least, what was it, like once per phase or something like that? There'd be like one big one. Yeah. So like someone would lose their arm or something. Yeah. Huh. Um, funny you bring up Star Wars and Marvel. Uh-huh. Have you heard who are new... Mr. Fantastic is going to be. Oh, Adam Driver. Allegedly. Right? Yes, Adam Driver. And yeah. we're getting Margot Robbie as Sue Storm. I, I like John Krasinski as Reed Richard. A spaghetti man? I guess. I didn't even I didn't even see him in the movie. I just saw clips of him. I was like, yeah, kind of fits. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he looked good. I mean, I think he's just, in general, a good actor. Yeah, I like him. I love the uh, Paul Ryan is that the series. The Amazon one. He's like a dude. Oh, yeah. He's like a dude doing things, working for the government. He's like a CIA operative or something, if I yeah. remember right. Yeah, I think he was, like, in the Army, and then he works in, like, he works in, like, financials for, like, anti-terrorism. Like he's got a past where he's like a, he's like a, you know, he's a strong, strong guy in the special ops and 
they're like, hey, there's terrorists doing bad things. And he's like, I can, I'm an action guy. And he does things. And then he gets roped into some trouble. Hmm. As one does. Yeah. If you, if you ever wanted to know what Paul Ryan was about, that's a good synopsis right there. I just gave it to you. Indeed. Indeed. So, yeah. Um, anything else? I don't know. Like, I feel like there's more to say about Force Awakens, but... I don't know. I just... I feel sad. <laughs> yeah. I just know because it's, it's only downhill from here. It, it had so much hype. It's so I remember how, how much hype was behind that. Oh. I, I just remember leaving the theater and being like, it's just, uh, it's just a new hope. I felt fine leaving the theater because yeah. kind of like what I said here with like it kind of rehashes a lot of it and it like repeats a lot of the same things, but like yeah. we'd already seen that in star Wars, right? Like even in the original trilogy, it starts with the death star and it ends with the second death star. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that and them having a planet sized death star kind of makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, you would just think that at that point people would have made like, planet-sized shields, you know? Yeah. Because, like, that sort of technology has already been referenced in Star Wars. So, like, a shield big enough to deflect that kind of blast. you think they would have made that already. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, yeah. But, uh, like, the, the idea of, like, it reintroduces you to a lot of the elements of Star Wars and then puts in enough, like, new novel things for them to, like, build a story off of. And then whenever you learn that they literally did not have the stories yet for the next two movies, not even, like, an ideal path to take it, right? Um, it's It's kind of crazy, right? Because, like... You can make an argument that, like, no one knows how well a movie will or won't do. Yeah. And so, like, they didn't know whether or not Empire Strikes Back was going to be received well or not. So they didn't know if they were going to make enough money to make Return of the Jedi. So there was, like, a year of writing after um, Empire before you got, like, the script for Return of the Jedi. But you have to imagine that George knew the general idea of what he wanted to do because he had introduced the elements of it in Empire, right? Like, we see the Emperor. Yeah. You know, the Emperor's going to be the big bad, you know. Um, Vader's revealed as his father. You know that there's going to be something to do with that. Um, We see this burgeoning romance between Leia and Han. There's going to be something with that. And this movie is like, it shows you Snoke, it shows you the First Order, they have clones, apparently. Um, There are Knights of Ren. Hmm. 
uh, and none of that really pays off. Which seems like, I don't know if, I mean, it just seems like sheer fucking hubris, right? To, to see what you had been given and instead of building on it, run off in a completely different direction like yeah. Johnson does. So, I don't know. We'll talk more about that when we get there. Um, for this next one, are we going to be... Because uh, you got two weeks until you leave, right? Yeah. Um, let's just assume we'll skip that week. So, next week, the week after that, you're leaving, right? Yep. And then, ideally, the week after that? We can try to record again. Yeah. Try to figure out how to yeah. do that. Probably, I don't know, Riverside or something. Or maybe if someone listens to this and they have a cool way of recording remotely, uh, they could pitch that at us. Yeah. Uh, uh, next one, we're doing Rogue One, right? Yeah, we're going to do Rogue One as a little palate cleanser. I was going to say, that's the next in release. It's the next theatrical release do it but or do you think that we should do last jedi rise of skywalker and then rogue one and solo we could that way we at least end it on we have something to look forward through through all the shit yeah like rogue one being half decent and then uh and then we have Solo, which is just cartoonishly bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do that way. That way we're just through all the core movies. Yeah. I uh, mean, think about it like this. What if I told you that there was only one degree of separation between uh, Han Solo and Darth Maul? You'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> God. Why? <laughs> because Darth Maul lived after being chopped in half. Yes. Yes, he did. Terrible. However, the guy that voices him is a pretty cool guy. Sam Wigler, I think, has some solid opinions on Star Wars. Uh, I don't know. We can be done, I guess. Yeah, I have nothing else. Um, as always, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Shout out to Isaac. Thanks for following us. Isaac? Yeah, shout out to Isaac. Who's that? Just a friend. Great magic player. Great magic player. I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Speaking of Darth Maul. Not to pull this episode out any longer, but you know our uh, mutual acquaintance, Christian? Yes. Yes, yes. He's been messaging me about Star Wars Legion stuff, uh-huh. and he bought a box of... He bought the starter box for the Shadow on Cloth or whatever uh, they're called. So yeah. he's, he's got Darth Maul and all the little gangster people. Jeez. Uh, yeah, he said he was ready for his... Uh, his old man arc where he 
<laughs> takes up a hobby. Jeez. <laughs> funny. Yeah. Oh. So uh, he was trying to get me to like go to game masters and stuff like that and like buy paint and all that kind of stuff. And he was like asking me things and I was like, yeah, here's all the knowledge I have. It's, it's not much. <laughs> um, oh, shit. But yeah. So once again, this episode, if you made it this far. <laughs> thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Uh, thanks to Zachary or whoever you just Isaac. Mentioned. Thanks, Isaac. Um, if you actually listen to the podcast, if not, fuck you. <laughs> if not, fuck you. What do we usually say here? Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, oh, Foundry. Yep. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, thanks uh, Kyle's dad. Thanks, Kyle's dad. For thanks, the recording uh, audio uh, re- equipment. Thank you, Carl Casey, who makes cool music and puts it out for people uh, yes. to use for free. Great background music. Um, yeah, I always like when we, we're we like mid-conversation. and oh, then like change up the vibe. Yeah, like one of us starts to get into a point and then the music changes and it like goes kind of aggressive. And it's like... Yeah. Yeah, actually, I am a little bit mad now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I always feel so sleepy. I'm going to try to, like, figure out how to get more high. I'm going to come in here like John Boyega next time at at 11. Um, Oh, and also, yeah, subscribe to our Patreon. Subscribe to our Patreon. I actually made one. Did you actually? I actually made one. That was the surprise for you this episode. (laughs) I was waiting for you to say that so I could go. I actually made one. There was one tier so far. I haven't figured out anything else for it. Time to get some subscribers. I'm pretty sure if you look up Bad Pipes or Bad Pipes Podcast on Patreon, there's one tier and it's like $5. And all it says is you a real one. So if you want to be a real one, (laughs) find our Patreon. Buy our merch. Um, Buy our merch. I guess the joke for next time will be merch. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how I'd do that. Like fucking tea something. I'm going to buy an embroidery machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start embroidering bad pipes merch. I'll contract my grandmother. All right, bye. <laughs>